just want a guy who's sensitive and in touch with his emotions. Bullshit. She wants a man with goddamn hair on his chest and a big pair of balls. Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor. Hey, good. What you just heard there was toxically masculine content. Mm-hmm. Full stop. It meets the criteria. It's toxically masculine. We had a show a couple weeks back, a deep, long dive into that topic. We spoke to various researchers. And yeah, but one, one voice that was not in that 30-minute show was anybody who is actually toxically masculine. You know, the people who are spreading this content, filling the minds and ears of millions, billions of people around the globe with stuff like that from Sterling Cooper. Sterling Cooper, as we mentioned in the original show on toxic masculinity, he was one of the unnamed 10 or so people that I had written to on various platforms, trying to contact, t- contact them and have a talk with them about why they post what they post and whether, whether or not they view themselves as toxically masculine. And does this stuff, quote unquote, work for you? What, mm. Why do it? None of them had responded. And then weeks later, it turned out that one of them was interested. Sterling Cooper is his name. That's his voice you just heard there. And not only was he willing to talk to us, he was willing to come down to our studio and meet with us here. Let's go ahead and play it for you. Uh, You're going to hear from Gabe and me again on the back end of this because there's some things that absolutely have to be discussed afterwards. Science unscripted. Okay, um, let's just get into it. Sterling, you are an adult film actor, or you have been in the past. You are a self-described bedroom intimacy coach yes. but the reason we have you here today is because we believe and i think a lot of people out there believe that that you post toxically masculine content online and that possibly you are toxically masculine that's our but first I think, yeah we have to ask the question are you a toxically masculine <laughs> man <laughs> i would advocate the opposite position that i am in fact not toxically masculine i would say i'm positively masculine what does that yeah what does that mean well i'd say that every aspect of masculinity or male female polarity that i preach or try to teach my students try to teach people i educate is designed to improve the relationships between between men and women a lot of the things you say in your videos are 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 it's not, it doesn't seem like it's to improve the relationship between men and women. It's to improve men's position with regard to women. Well, you know what's interesting is that I think that in our modern society, men have been very much underappreciated. I think it's very common for men to be underappreciated. I think it's very common for men to be made to feel like they have no inherent worth. And so when you look back on society as a whole, you look back, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years, whatever that might be, there was a harmony between the sexes, a harmony between men and women. And I think we've lost that. I I don't I don't know if we have and I don't have the ability to look back that far if I'm if I'm honest with you I don't have the historical basis to even dissect that claim or to even talk about it. it's just I mean it, 
Why do you why do you think that when we're doing our research and looking around and finding toxically masculine influencers that we arrive at you? I don't know. It's your conclusion, <laughs> not mine. Well, within the within the last twenty four hours, the okay. This is this is something you shared. I don't I don't think you created that content. Um, but yeah. within within the last twenty four hours, and I'll have to describe the image because I'm not even sure we can show this. <laughs> it's, it's a woman with an apron on, um, and and I, and it's a meme, and it says yeah, that. It's a joke. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah. But it well, says it, a real woman cleans off the. The, the genitalia, the genitalia of uh, uh, after a, a long night of cheating. After yeah. so, after the guy has cheated, he comes home and she cleans him up. That's that's the meme. And then there's is it, there's a, a checkbox: true or false. Yeah. And what's checked there is true. Well, that would be you if you if it's not checked. It doesn't seem like it's checked to me. There's no check on it. So if it was checked, it would be you guys that checked it. <laughs> No. If it was, oh. if, it, it's so, if it shown checked, I assume it would be because it was green. It that, that's that's <laughs> the way well, we well, saw the content. Well, what's, what's the joke? Why is that? Funny? The joke is that it's it's deliberately controversial. It in order to you know make the relationship between women. No, the, and jo women the joke is that it's absurd. That's the that's the that's the essence of basically all jokes. Is uh, that they're absurd. But not uh, that one's different. That's okay. that's if that. You, I mean, if you say so, I mean, I, 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 my my assertion is that it's just a joke, and I have plenty of women replying in my DMs saying, you know, the the same that it is a joke, and they understand that it's a joke. It's it's it reinforces a a, a stereotype or a cliche about a very submissive woman in a relationship with a man who is not in the same position of power he is. That's it's. I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a. I wouldn't call that a joke. I would I would call that toxically masculine content. How is it, how is a woman not in a position of power when she has her she literally has her hands on the most sensitive part of a man uh, who's just how is that not in a position who's of power? just betrayed her trust? This uh, is no, but no, uh, no, back, we no, don't, no, I, no rewind, I, rewind, rewind. How how is how is she not in power there if she literally has her hands on his most and everyone every man knows. That is the most sensitive part of his body. If she literally has her hands on it, how is that not a position of power? She's supposed to be cleaning it, wearing an apron as if she were in the kitchen, as if this were the 1950s. In the actual we situation, could, she has her hands on it. So we like, could dis dissect not... this one forever. It, it fall, it's one example. And this again, this you shared this in the last 24 hours. Networks of toxically masculine content being shared online are being consumed in the hundreds of millions and billions. I know you yourself on your YouTube channel. Um, multiple millions of views every single month. And this is... It's it's being consumed. It's changing. I, the, this is the most recent example, and I'll have to show it to you. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this guy before. I certainly had not. His name is Sneeko. I don't know if that says something to you. Uh, and he's from the U.S. And this is a guy who I would also group in the similar category, posting online content that objectifies women and tells men how to treat them in a very dramatic way, in this case also anti-homophobic, or I'm sorry, in this case, homophobic, and where he's confronted by a couple fans. I think I've seen this clip. This was on Twitter recently, right? <laughs> What'd you say? F*** the woman! F*** the woman! What? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Speaker, speaker. We love women. We love women. We love women. But not, not like transgenders. Yes, sir. We love everybody. No, no. 
Yeah, so it's a clip showing a, I, a somewhat 13, 14, 15-year-old boy who is trying to desperately to his, to his idol explain what he's learned and he's looking for recognition that he's learned it right. No. Right or what? No, that's not it. You know that's not it. What, what? It's a young kid being a kid. It's a young kid being inflammatory because that's what teenage boys do. He's parroting. All gays should die. He's, that, he's again. That's, he, that's not. A, is that, that a joke? Like, did he say that? I didn't. He didn't say. He didn't say. Exactly he said that. all gays should he didn't, die. I don't. Think he, he said. said he said. He he said gays should die. F, um, f women, I believe, and f transgender. Now, he, the context of this clip, the way it's understood online, is that these three teenage boys. They are just teenage boys, but where are they getting this vocabulary? And where they? Why do they approach this YouTube? Actually, he's, he's been banned from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. He's on a separate platform. And yeah, Sneaker, Sneaker's on Rumble. I know. I know Sneaker personally. I know. I know this guy. Oh, okay. But so that, that's that's like for a start. He's you. You see he him. He seemed horrified at what what yeah, his teachings have done. For a start, start, you see him saying like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not what we're preaching." He says it himself. Yeah, but there you see the effect of said preaching. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, that's not, what's happening again, because of the the jokes and again, the frivolity that he's, I can't, that he's I can't, I can't, in good faith, like I can't put words in Sneaker's mouth, and it's not fair for me to to sit here and try to interpret what he means. It's not fair. Okay, all I can say is that when I look at that clip, when I look at that clip, I see teenage boys being teenage boys, and I'm sure you two at some point, despite. What you will say right now, I'm sure when you were teenage boys, you said some racy things in a locker room because they were funny. And they're, I'm they're, certain that's what those boys are doing. I will, right I will, yeah, I do not I, believe no, I, in, I do not believe in my heart I did, of hearts. I, I didn't but go to my I, mentor. One, one second, one second, one second. Yeah. I do not believe in my heart of hearts that those boys actually mean, those young teenage boys actually mean. I feel bad. For, I, no, I don't I, think I, they I feel, actually I feel mean bad. I feel bad for those boys because this clip is on the internet now. It may come to haunt them later. I will fully admit. I think most. But you know what? Uh, hold, sorry, uh, let me just no, 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 really quick. No, no, really, really we'll come back to it. We'll come back. Let me why, finish. Let me finish why, your thoughts. Why would somebody haunt them? Why would somebody haunt them? Who would go after a teenage boy in the first place? It's a separate discussion. No, uh, it's it's it's, it's very separate... relevant to what we're talking about. It's very just relevant. To, to finish my thought, um, everyone who was younger once can think of a foolish thing they said. That's that's not the issue. The difference is in my childhood, I didn't have access to content. Like yours, I it was not at a, no, in a no no in a you, in a, techno, that, that, in a technological. Conf, you're trying to conflate my content with what these boys just said for a start. You do just these, that. These boys walk up, and the first thing they mention is uh, the Godhead's name of of the whole toxic masculinity online network. This is Andrew Tate. That's the first thing they say. Now they're walking up to a guy who they connect with him. I don't know why that's the case, and the reason I'm connecting it to you is because on your website you link. To Tate's, you still have a link up on there yeah. to his. Uh, I'm not even going to name it because I'm not going to send people there to his educational program. Okay, so that that is why I do group you together with someone you say you know personally, yeah. and with somebody you link to on your site. These boys have consumed probably some of that content. I don't know where, and they have this vocabulary because of it. And I I can't believe you don't see that as problematic. They don't get that vocabulary because of an association with people like me. Or Sneeko or Andrew. Then why do they walk up to them to this guy and say those Again, names and say those Again, things? I'm saying 
they're they're being they're being inflammatory and outrageous because that's what teenage boys do. And if you if you were to be honest with me right now and think back to your actual teenage years, you would agree with me. I've said that. I didn't said have, everyone. I didn't everyone have mentors that. who were teaching me that. They're literally not teaching them that. They're literally they're, not. they're literally no. I guarantee you, you cannot find a school or like a, a, in, in Sneeko's group or in Andrew's group or in any of my groups, any like a module or lesson where it says, "Hey guys, this is where we call women blah. This is where we say death to all these people." That does not exist at all on the face of the earth. So to pretend that it does, pretend that we are teaching these people that is ridiculous, man. It's, it's, so it's the just, fault is I, with I, the kid. I, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, don't. it's. I'm not. I'm not calling the kid at fault. I'm just saying he's being. He's a teenage boy. He's and, teenage, like it's and to be it, here, it, it, to try to try and pretend that a teenage boy has like. Like let's say, like, however we said, how we said that kid was like twelve, thirteen, whatever it is, right? To pretend that like a twelve, thirteen-year-old boy has the full faculties of an adult man—that's exactly the issue—is not is not true for a start. It's not true. But he's consuming ideas he's, from an adult man cre- who's, who's saying them. those things. You see what I'm saying? Like I, Did I you, okay, I grew up really with, quick. with twenty-eight channels on TV. This stuff, this stuff, your content, Andrew Tate's content wasn't on it, and now it is, and now it's changing how young men. And we're going to talk. This is young men. We're going to talk about women later. It's changing how they think. Question. Do you still believe in the Easter Bunny? <laughs> Question. Yes or no? No. Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you still believe in the Easter Bunny? Well, I kind of have to. I've got three young girls at home. And... But do you personally believe in the Easter Bunny? Come on. Is that yes or no? That's, that was a no. That's German for no? Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought it was nine. <laughs> uh, I said come on. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay, so you don't believe in the Easter Bunny. When you were a kid, you believed in the Easter Bunny. You thought that that thing was real. And then you changed your mind as you grew up, as you became an independent thinker, and you were able to criticize. Yeah, but well so before you're, you're, the age you're, of 13. Hold on, hold on. You're saying these boys are... Really? Gonna, you're, you're saying these boys, yeah. they may believe it now, but they'll change later. They, Sterling, are, they are entitled Sterling, to I wa- make their own conclusions I about the world. I watched one of your videos. I can't remember the names. This network is so huge, I can't remember all the names. And you sat down with three guys. Do you know what I'm going to say? The, I don't know. Where you compared... The red pill, or you were talking about the red pill, the idea that you take in this, it's not literally a red pill, but you get new information or new sources of knowledge that fundamentally and somewhat radically alter your perspective on the world. That this red in this case, we're talking about this kind of... It's I a small call, pill when you're young, and, and the older you get, the bigger that suppository... Oh, yeah, I, use the, I use the analogy that it's a suppository. suppository and that if you yeah. wait until you're older, the suppository is bigger, bigger, and it's harder yeah. to shove inside yeah, yeah, yeah. of your rear end. Uh, which and now I think it's a pretty good analogy. It's a it's a strong visual. I'll give you that much. But now you're saying the opposite. There, what you were no, saying? No, no, saying no, no. What you were saying there, very clearly, is that you need to indoctrinate them. You need to teach them these. I did, you I, didn't. You didn't do say. Not put you, words in I'm my not, mouth saying I, I saying I have said you need to indoctrinate. The, the earlier, the earlier you get it. the truth, the red suppository. The earlier you get the truth, the the more aware of it you will be. I I want to go back. To where you seem to think, and correct me, because I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I want, you, I want to know if I understand you correctly. Where you seem to think that it does not matter if your content or other content like it causes young men in their teens to use terminology that is very, very scary for the minority groups who are the target of it. 
that it doesn't matter because just like the Easter Bunny, they're going to grow up and get out of it, and that you, therefore, have, you know, you can wash your hands of it. I, 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 you know what? Sunlight is the, the best disinfectant. Oh, come on. It is. It literally is. It literally is. What right? about, what about if my I, question? If I, if I, and for a start, I don't tell anyone to use slanderous labels like that. I don't. You cannot find any piece of content of mine where I tell guys to call, to use, you know, derogatory terms. I t- well, I tell people specifically, use derogatory terms like that. That does not. That content does not exist. For a start. For a start. You're not. Start. But you're connected that, in I, various ways to the men who do. You're, you're connecting me. You link on your site to, to Andrew Tate. Whether or not I'm, I'm friends, but and he doesn't say that either. Andrew does not. Him. I know the man personally. He he says it, the most extreme misogynistic comments that. I, that Have you actually listened to any of his recent interviews? I've I've heard enough clips to know. I've heard enough. That, that's all. You've just said all I need to know. You've said I've heard I don't, enough. I don't, no, no, no. You said you just said I've heard enough clips. That tells me you haven't actually sat down and watched any of his long form two, three hour long live streams where he is actually telling you exactly what he thinks, responding to chats online. And instead, you're taking your assumption of him, him and his character based off something that was clipped up out of context from something long form. That's You just it's, told me that. It's unfortunate that a, a colleague of ours, Anna Katrin, is not here right now. She did most of the research for the piece, the, the recent piece on toxic masculinity that we did. And she spent a week, she did a deep dive into Andrew Tate and told us in the studio that, she, yeah, I asked her how she was doing. And that she said that she was afraid of the future. And we also spoke with an expert, a psychologist out of the University of Rhode Island. Um, and what, I, what we wanted to do when we found out that you were going to come talk to us, I wanted to throw some of, a couple, couple of clips at her and, and get her response. To your content. Because she's an actual psychologist. She knows what she's talking about as, uh, yeah, in opposition to, you know, what I I don't I don't know all the answers. I, I just wanted to see her reaction to what what you got what you put out there, and this is what she said. This is Miriam Lindner one. The fact that male intimidation of women has worked for so long is reflected in our you know mechanisms for staying safe, which we see anecdotally plenty of times when we're at a bar, and a guy asks us for our number. And we don't want to give it out, but we do give them our number because we're afraid that if we reject them blatantly, especially in the presence of other men where he could feel humiliated, right? Um, we want to make it home safe and alive. And we know from the literature that women prefer men who are in the long term going to keep them safe and who are kind and compassionate and communicative because that is what is needed for effective child rearing, right? The clip, the clip that I shared with Miriam was the 11-minute video on, I believe, Facebook, where you said why being toxically masculine makes you better and better, more, more desirable, more attractive to women. And it, which, t- which ties into a point there about, being, about feeling safe, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you. Th- that, that was the paradox that I wanted to talk to you about. So... Being, yeah, which is a being paradox, strong, which is a paradox. appearing as strong and dominating a woman 
does not in 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 her eyes does not make her feel safe. Well, she literally it makes her the, feel afraid. At the very end of her sentence, she literally said the opposite to that. She said that women want. She she literally she said, said that she does not want no, no. to be with a strong. At the man. end of the sentence, she said she wa- she said that women want to be with a guy who's strong and protects her family. Not life. strong, but protects her. Yes, not Which, necessarily. How do, I, how do I protect you if I'm not strong? If I am weak, how can I possibly protect you? Uh, if, how can and, I po- how can I possibly protect you? We're not talking about the char- the characteristic of strength now, but being dominant, dominating a woman, forcing them to do things. Com- no, dominant dominance is not forcing anyone to do anything. And do you share our concerns? Out of it feels like out of nowhere. I I don't I don't see. So like the con- the the concern, if I'm understanding correctly, the concern is that this uh, that women should be afraid and men are turning bad to to be to con- uh, encapsulate it. Yes, yeah. I don't think that's happening. From again, what I said before, from my personal experience, from meeting people who have consumed either my content or content of other people who you know I'm associated with, I just see men who are working on themselves to be to be better. And to help their family and their loved ones. That's that's what I personally see. So, is it also possible that you're biased because it, it helps you not to maybe, see it? Maybe maybe the best people come up to me. I don't <laughs> well, know. If, if, I don't know. If, like, if, you, if, you, if you believe, again, it's hard. It's hard. To, like I can't. If you believe your content is causing harm, then it, it forces you to some tough conclusions. Some of which might cost you. But my intention is not to cause harm, and neither is the intention of any of my my friends. Their intention is not to cause harm. And again, that was Sterling Cooper talking to us for quite a quite a long time there. Uh, in a very difficult conversation for us, I think f- for him as well. Yeah, and for a number of people in our department, the, the question was whether we should even air this, whether we should even talk to someone like him. I think it was a very good idea that we did. And it's, it's also a good idea that we air this because then if you, if you just shut out the perspective then how do you learn about it? Because it's something that we are going to have to learn about because it is spreading. Yeah. An open question, I, I would say it's still open, is whether or not by airing this kind of content, we are giving somebody who is toxically masculine or who po- posts toxically masculine content, giving them a platform. They're already on the platform. Sure. Whether or not we publish this, it's not going to put Sterling Cooper on a platform. Right. It's our hope that we contextualize this somewhat. But now we can we can at least hear and share with other people out there the way he thinks. And allow you out there to draw your own conclusions. Now, one, one of the reasons uh, this subject is difficult for journalists like Gabe and me to discuss with somebody who's on the other side of it is there's no, there's or very little evidence, scientific evidence evidence to be able to say much about this topic. Now, I know most of you out there like me, I would have loved to have had a study that clearly shows causality, Hmm. where they took 500 young boys, put them in a room. Who hadn't been exposed to this content yet. Yeah. And then they they play this content and they measure before and after what changes, showing that I believe there is some harm. You can't do that kind of science because you can't do anything toxic to young boys or to people, period, in the name of science. You can't hurt them. You can't cause harm. So causality is not there. And I'm not sure it's ever going to be there, which leaves us with correlation. Yeah. And there was a study very recently, as a matter of fact, a a survey published by International Alliance called Women's Aid. This is they've been around for decades. They're all over the globe fighting against domestic 
abuse. So just take that with a grain of salt, obviously, here. I'm not saying that they're biased, but they've got a stake in the game. They talked to 1,000 kids, aged 7 to 18 in the UK. And the breakdown of those 1,000 kids was that 21% of the 7 to 11-year-olds had heard of Andrew Tate and content like it. 43% of the 11 to 14-year-olds, 44% of the 14 to 16-year-olds, and 53% of the 16 to 18-year-olds. So about, about half of Around half of the kids. Of teenagers. Yeah, so it was a nice, that, that was nice. So half of them knew Tate, half of them didn't. They and, went and looked at what this did for perceptions of relationships. And 30, it was 31% more likely, if you had been exposed to Tate's content, that you agreed with the statement that there should be a dominant person in a relationship. How, how much more likely? 31% more likely. If you've heard of that if content. You've heard ta- if you've seen Tate's videos and videos like Sterling Cooper's, that you think that there should be a dominant person in a relationship. Interesting. Yeah. With regards to uh, tolerance for doing harm, it was five times more likely to agree with the following statement. Hurting someone physically is okay if you say sorry after hurting them. Oh, if you say sorry. That's how. So that's how it works. I can, you can. You can. You can. I could give you. Someone. I could give you a bruise on your nose, Connor. All I just. Ha- I have to say is sorry, man. So and mean it. This is. We're kind of laughing here at, because it's so absurd. But this is. This is. Five times more likely. These thoughts cause harm. They hurt real people. They re- and, and, and uh, what's crazy is it's not just the aggressor. Or obviously the victim gets hurt, but the aggressor is possibly ending up in jail possibly ruining his life, probably his life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By doing these things, this is what we mean with toxic uh, masculinity. It causes actual real-world harm. If that is the conclusion, and that is where Gabe and I and the study, uh, that's where we've ended up, the next step is what do you do about this? Because Gabe, you and I sat in there with Sterling Cooper for a long time. We are two adult journalists supported by another colleague yeah. who did a ton of research and we still it felt like couldn't really get through to him taught taught to use words and use our brains to think and, and yeah communicate and i wasn't able to make it clear that that what he was doing was wrong not only that we had done research into him can you imagine what a a, a 12 year old boy a 13 year old boy who happens to stumble across his videos on the internet whether he's able to unpack and and assess the the potential harm of these videos on, on himself or herself? I don't think they can. I, I, I was partially, a lot of it was just exhaustion. We talked to him for a long time, overwhelmed by the variety of directions his thoughts were shooting into and trying to, trying to address all of them. They were quasi-philosophical mm-hmm. at times. Sometimes at, at face value, they sound, uh, they sound possibly correct. And again, I'm, I've been around for a while. And it had a tough time addressing those point by point. A 12 or 13 or 14-year-old person cannot. And that is where we're at at this point. Young people can consume this content. It's everywhere. And an open question, I, I researched it. Is there a movement, at least here in Europe, toward getting this content possibly banned in, in a way that people under a certain age shouldn't be able to, to, to consume it? It's crazy, but we, we do this with pornography, Right? You're supposed to be a certain age before, you, before you're allowed to consume pornography. Should we start thinking about a similar legislation? Because, if it, it, because content is out there causing harm. Or do you think, like Sterling said, that these young people will just, they'll forget about it. They'll change their minds just like they'll 
change their minds about the Easter bunny. Yeah. That, Is I, that, do you agree with that? A lot to unpack. A lot. And uh, I'm really very genuinely interested in what you think about this episode about about the yeah. chat with Sterling Cooper. Uh, and if you want to watch it, real real quick point here at the end, if you want to watch the, the chat, soon it will be on YouTube. Yeah, so what was once DW Science Unscripted, a YouTube channel called that, yeah. has grown. Uh, others wanted to join and also post stuff there. So we're like, okay, well, let's do that. Let's do that too. Let's make this thing bigger. Uh, and so it's now called DW Podcasts. So you go to YouTube and you search for DW Podcasts. And that brings you to the channel where this video is going to pop up. Within and, the coming week, I would say. Approximately. Yeah, yeah, we're still putting that together. And I think you can get a lot more information out of the video, honestly, or out of the talk if you watch it. Visuals say a lot more than audio sometimes can. Yeah. That's it for now. But still get in touch. Yeah, S-U at D-W. Well, that hasn't changed. S-U at D-W.com. Science. W. Made for Minds.